We are live. Welcome back. No, we're not live. We were live. Welcome back to Paper Tuesdays with Michael Dwyer and Mark Halpin. Maybe Binchy on the wing. Shane Halpin behind the decks. Mm, indeed. I, Shane has, you know, done a lot of work trying to get the camera set up. But Shane, is there any way that we can get a shot of you and your hair at the moment? I can come around. <laughs> come around and <laughs> show the people. Show it's the people. A, it's a beautiful sight. Yes. So Shane was using conditioner today. Here we are. <laughs> yes. And the hair offers you. Mm. There you go. That Jesus rolls again. It's yes. very thick. Yeah. Very thick hair. Luscious. Yes, not the first time we caught it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been growing it? Uh, it's over two years now. So it was two years in March. So Jesus. Two years and two months. So that is lockdown hair then? Yeah, pure lockdown. It was wow. like two or three weeks before we went into, into lockdown, like finishing, like colleges were falling off. I was up in Dublin like in two weeks before that. I got my hair cut and that was the last time. Even though I say it's like the top was long with this, I just got my sides done. But now it's wow. all even out. And it's part of your identity now. It is. Mm, uh, what are the plans going forward? Uh, I don't know. Danny Gard, it's, so I'm not sure if I've said on the podcast before. So me and myself and Danny Gardner have a bet to see who we'll gets first, cut first. And Danny's is longer than mine, and Danny looks uh, way more homeless than I do. <laughs> but he is still uh, committed to this. So uh, I think this is going to end in, but like it was 100 euro. So I guess haircut first. I think it's just going to have to call it quits. For, we're going to have to donate 100 euro to charity because I'm not really bothered getting my haircut, and he's. He's too, too tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about the Halpins, you're so stubborn. Yeah, and tight. <laughs> and tight. <laughs> very good, very good. Mark, you must have loved the show. I loved the show. It was, um, oh, as I was talking to Connor yesterday, he rang me and we were just saying, like, it was so much looser. Like, I, I was, yeah. wasn't as nervous. I was aware mistakes were going to happen mm. and I was just I enjoyed it way more I was able mm. to relax on stage and just be like look this is a podcast yeah. whereas before I think the first show we were more nervous it was more of a challenge mm. it was far more going into the unknown we mm. didn't know what was going to happen at all and I was only saying this last night that do you remember at the start of the first show so there was issues with the very start the game we had the slides were wrong or something. Robbie had an issue with the slides oh, yeah. and there was a mistake there and nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. It didn't matter at all. Yeah. And just remembering that going into it, it was like, look, whatever goes wrong, it's fine. Yeah. It's fucking, it's a comedy show at the end of the day. Yeah. That adds to it. It's fine if things go wrong. Yeah. Gets a laugh. So yeah, just going into it, I was far more laid back and relaxed. I tried to send a voice out to you to explain like the on stage dynamism or whatever that about Shane Byrne and the intro for him. So we had Shane Byrne on. We'll talk about things at the podcast, all right? But Shane Byrne was coming on and we were, you know, teeing it up and we had this idea of a silhouette image of a question mark of who is this next guest. And uh, so Even I thought, though we announced three and had two on already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just thought that you know the, the silhouette would appear eventually not thinking like that you know it might have been too onerous to get the silhouette up and there was a glitch or whatever so I was going into like the seed breed generation of Shane Byrne and what he had for breakfast yesterday and who his grandmother was and how he played five a side for you know like I was going in, and it was only when you turned to me and said would we just have Shane on <laughs> we would still be in the theatre yeah. oh, we yeah, would still yeah, be in the great. that's and it's so true like I was still going no, and, and I, it didn't matter that we didn't have the graphic it was just like right this is what we do now and we're going to keep doing it now no matter what yeah. happens so this is an insight into what goes on in my head so there you go what did he say when he came on he was like that, was, that the was the worst fucking introduction I've ever heard <laughs> he went through you a few times oh he did yeah he yeah. made no bones about it but you look maybe that's because his fee was so low but <laughs> yeah 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 it's true 
<laughs> May as well take it out on this fella now. <laughs> that was the easiest interview I'd say I've ever done. Oh, it was the most beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. You ask him one question, he tells you five fucking yeah. stories. <laughs> it was not his first rodeo. No. Yeah. No. Was but class. still, he was able to. That, it's a skill not to. Like, it didn't seem scripted. No. And then when you asked him about, like, turning from pro, you could see the little glint of his eye, and, like, it was pretty raw what he said, like, how yeah. nothing will replace. Yeah. He was like, my family. Rugby. He was like, fuck him, I want to play rugby. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, he was definitely like, he knew how to make it entertaining as well. Yeah. Do you know? And he yeah. had that sort of rugby, you know, giving people shit like it. Like, even when we started the game, he what did he say? He was like, well, you didn't fucking explain what we were doing. <laughs> and then he turned around to one of them and goes, that was shite. <laughs> or that was fucking stupid or something. <laughs> Says the man who was in a Domino's pizza. Yeah. Like, Come on. <laughs> And then sure he had no idea. I forgot about that as well. I was like, let's play the game. It's like a Domino's ad comes on. <laughs> I like that though. I wanted it to happen because he was getting too cutting at me. So I said, here's no yeah. more for you now. His, yeah. his answer to that was very good as well. What was it? He goes, yes. um, oh, just as well your man was rugby fan. <laughs> so he's like, who's this fella coming in eat my pizza? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow and with Spike as well I, I'm i ready for any any alluring personality any Conor McGregor anyone that wants to be strained I'm ready now after dealing with Spike he's just yeah he was a, he's a mysterious mysterious character yeah and I love the fact that like he was kind of subdued for the whole thing not subdued but like he's very you know not reserved he's mysterious mm. is what you were saying but then yeah. at the end like basil walked off and that was meant to be their goodbyes and he stands up in the middle of the stage in basil's hometown where he doesn't know anyone <laughs> and just goes he needs to sort his fucking head out <laughs> yes and then at the end mark a lot of people thought that uh, i had scripted something in that in oh when yeah I asked yeah I had no idea that was coming. Mm. I was absolutely delighted. And I woke up yesterday morning. Grode has already set up a WhatsApp group. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's two years in advance. Oh, brilliant. So we're already in the works. Myself and Evan have been talking. We have a couple of ideas already. So <laughs> this, this will be good. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Because I said to Ashton, Mark, yeah, it's typical Mark. He's been best man. He hasn't asked who my groomsmen are. So he's <laughs> just going to show up myself. myself <laughs> and then, oh, you're here too. Oh, yeah, that's well. how I found out who the groomsmen Grode said it to me well, um, in the foyer of the, what you call it. And then I checked the WhatsApp and I was like, oh, Evan's a as well. <laughs> So yeah, no, mm. I'm, it's gonna be fucking great. I can't wait. And then yeah, sure, there's a wedding as well after that. There is a after the wedding. Sector, apparently. Yeah, so, <laughs> there too. Maybe she's hoping for that anyway. I was telling you, what was it? Uh, Breed said to me after the show, she's like, uh, "Who am I gonna sit with now at the wedding?" And then I was like, "Sure, you can. Ash will be there." And I was like, "No, you can't, Mark. I can't sit with Ash if I can't sit with you." <laughs> so this is um, this is a little something. Oh. Mm. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap, yes. And very impressive bubble wrap. <laughs> very impressive as right. It's yeah. No, no, it peels off. It peels off, you see. Oh, wow. Mm. Did you lick this? Wow. Guinness. Mark Halpin, best man. Ah, oh, thank you very much. I'm going to have that for the whole fucking night now on the wedding, Yeah, yeah, yeah walking around this. <laughs> so now. I can even hold and there's it. A <laughs> <laughs> there's there we go. <laughs> Lovely. There's a, there's also a letter, letter, a letter, a letter. Oh, it's not here, 
it's not here. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's in my. I think it's in my chinos. You're very grateful that I didn't uh, whip it out as I was, uh, as I was uh, asking you. But yeah. uh, I remember some of the things I, I asked. Will you keep me out of the salad bar when I need to be in Glencullen on the biggest day of my life? And this sort of <laughs> very personal questions. And or oh. to stay out of Coonies as well. Stay Will you keep Coonies. me out of Coonies? Yeah. Um, but look, I, I, so I well, you forgot to it. bring it out on the night, was it? Ah, well, a lot of it now was too emotional. Like for people, they, they would have got, they would have got an overload, and they would have wanted to run out. Right. Um, so, um, <laughs> but but no, there's it's a two-page letter, and uh, there's some nice little things on it. I, I you know, we we share an Anam Cara friendship. Mm. Um, I was trying to each letter that I wrote had the different qualities in that, but I think Mark, we have very. One of the early ones that came up for you was loyalty. That mm. you have been extremely loyal over the years, and I think that's very intertwined then with the idea of Anamkara. That like um, <coughs> Anamkara is meant to be soul friend, and that mm. like um, everyone in life has an Anamkara or something. And it doesn't matter where they go or whatever. That you always uh, return into this idea of friendship. Mm. But um, one little aspect of it is that like we both know that we both always show up in our best or we do our best no matter what and i think we're able to accept each other then and it, then that makes it a lot easier to do this podcast do everything because you're not you're not there, it, it dispels any doubt of oh he's thinking about x or he's doing my it's just he's doing his best i'm doing my best yeah and that's uh that's a priceless quality yeah Destin, I think we're always kind of honest with each other as well. Yeah. So there's no guessing what is there a secondary motive or anything like that. Yeah. Like I'll tell you when I'm fucking doing something wrong or yeah. you know, you'll do the same, like oh I yeah. made a mistake there, I won't try blame anyone else or like say this is why that is. It's like, oh I fucking didn't do that, I forgot or I was lazy or whatever. But uh yeah. that's yeah. And uh, you're the only one that had a request now on your letter, like I the best man is the captain and but I'd like not that you do all the work either, but that you include that you you are taking in all the all the dis um, the the disjointed voices or the the challenging the the different ideas from your groomsmen, and that you take them in together, and then you decide like a a, a president of a cabinet and say, "No, we go this way." Yeah. <laughs> I am so, in charge. This is uh, my day. My <laughs> day. It's gonna be my day. <laughs> move over, Ash. <laughs> yeah, move over, Ash. Uh, but yeah, it was. Um, people were asking me like, "Were you not expecting that or whatever?" And to be honest, I thought, "Oh, maybe I will be best man." And then I kind of put it to the back of my mind, and I wasn't expecting. I didn't know when these questions come or whatever. It yes. could have been next year or whatever. So I wasn't really thinking mm. about it. Um, but I remember I was driving home from Gory a couple of weeks ago. And I was thinking, I don't know where I just started thinking about your wedding. I wasn't consciously trying to think about it. I was like, right, I'm fucking... And I started getting nervous about giving a best man speech. And I was like, Mark, you're not the best man. You don't know this. And I was going through it all in my head. And I was like, and how do I phrase that? And, how do you know, like, I was picturing myself in my body language on the stage. And I was like, fucking, well, I can't say that. And I was like, Mark, I was like, relax. Like, you have a live show to do. Like, you're, this is all in your imagination. <laughs> that reminds me of when you were on the South East Radio interview and you were going for a walk today before you said, right, I can't say, what were the two words that you can't say? Uh, I love a particular body part. Oh, right. Isn't it? Was that the only one? Because I was on a podcast oh, right. and someone kept oh, saying yeah. that. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. And I was like, imagine I said that on South East Radio tomorrow. <laughs> and then I was walking, I went for a walk beforehand on a break 
between sessions over in the gym and I was going through my head and I was like, I can't say it, I can't say it. And then I started thinking about, you know, don't think of a purple polar bear and that's what you'll think of. So then I was like, fuck, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't. Mm. I was very, I was way more nervous for that phone call with Alan Corcoran than I was for a live show in front of a live audience. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. But nerves dip and they go up and they go down. Like, I remember at the start of the show, well, maybe it's just the excitement of it as well but like I could tell by the way your top lift was quivering yes. at the start that you were a bit nervous yeah. Like. yeah but that's it's natural all right it was very it took me a while to settle into the boxers now like really yeah yeah, yeah. I could tell you got a little bit nervous at the start for two seconds and then you kind of yeah slided yeah. into it but I didn't notice that with the boxers at all yeah, I think it's a, uh, like, I think the running gets you when you come down and sit there. Okay, and you're doing it. And like, you're doing it, you're running. And now you're, oh, fuck, I'm in the shower. I'm in the shower. What do you think? That's the word that gets me out of everything. Oh, that's brilliant. What do you think of this? Yes, perfect. Now, 30 seconds. But like, yeah, Shane Byrne was brilliant. We had great fun. People love the VTs. Well, there's just right. We'll go one more lofty thing that I'd like to say. Mm. When the you can't, we can't. The people involved in the show that you can't describe. Like obviously, we were trying to sell tickets, but just the the feeling of the building up to getting to a live show stage, it's prices. No, and it's like two or three days before you realize like this is what I want to do, and like it's a deeper type of thing. It's like. I'm just so happy in this kind of zone and this area and this, what we do. Yeah, everyone, everyone wanted to be there. Yeah. And it, it was great. Like there's like five or six, maybe seven people there working on it. And it's not like you're working like on mm. anything. It's fucking, it's go crack like. Yeah. You know, everyone yeah. wants to be there. Everyone yeah. would rather be there than anywhere else. Yes. And it's a fucking class. Like, yeah. Uh, that, it's all about those two days before the show, really, isn't it? Like, when it you're is. in the theatre and setting up, and like, in fairness, the workload Shane had in oh. the two days before the show was fucking unbelievable. Uh, that's yeah. sort of special mention. That was fucking, we mm. put him under serious pressure. And that's something we learned from this mm. one is like not to record videos on, on the, the day, day of yeah the fucking evening of yeah the show but yeah no it's like having Freako there and fab and like remember yeah. we walked in on the thursday and that just thursday the, the two lads tearing strips off if each only other. we had a camera flowing that yeah. i did not know that that was going <laughs> no, to happen i wouldn't have known really they would have known each other maybe like passing yeah. by or whatever but yeah. they absolutely fucking tore into each other so they instantly, each other. <laughs> instantly. <laughs> yeah. and then fab saying how He's won every lot of bar the Rangers won. Yeah. And, you know, and this is, you know, saying, Freako, you're wrong. Like, I didn't yeah. win that lot. I won the three or four other lots. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Wasn't, I wasn't allowed to win the Rangers one, wasn't it? Or someone said that. I know he uh, forgot to put in his ticket. He was selling loads of tickets. <laughs> and he forgot to write down his numbers. And his numbers came up. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered. Because his hand was sore. His hand was too sore from writing all the tickets. He forgot to do it. He couldn't do his own. <laughs> Oh, that's Ireland. Them lads, <laughs> Flood and Fab got some fucking buzz after. Oh, 
Do you know, and that's another thing. We, Flood has been, uh, you know, a key component in this podcast from the start, and he's only grown into a bigger one because he just loves the sport so much, and he's such a loyal friend that he wants to see us do well, and he wants to be the villain as well. He loved it, yeah. He was like, I'll be the heel. That's why you're saying, I'll go up, I'll be the heel. And he loved the booing when he was coming oh. on in all fortune. And <laughs> Did it anybody tell me? Fucking waving the fingers. <laughs> Hold on now a second. <laughs> Cheese sandwiches. <laughs> He goes to me uh, after it. No, my problem, Michael, was there wasn't enough booze for me last night. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> enough booze. Uh, Flood was great, like, even with the Wheel uh, of yeah. Fortune and all, and he fucking yeah. bringing it in and out and changing cars. And Paddy and Deirdre Flood loved it as well. I was talking to him. Oh, uh, good. It, yeah. Because yeah. they missed it last time because of COVID. And, yeah. 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 That was a pity. Yeah. Yeah. It all went well. It did. It did. So that's the live show. Uh, we will have it more. We, yes, we will. Christmas special, probably Friday, second of December. Who a knows? Few, a few other ideas coming up before yes, that. Yes, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. A few little nixers. Yes, nixers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we do have like we've oh, international yeah. listeners as well, so maybe oh, Christmas yeah. time they might be home and get to see the yeah. podcast live. Yeah. But also gives us a load of fucking time to get stuff ready. Ideas, yeah, different yeah, things. Yeah, you know? definitely. And it's good. <laughs> Like, uh, it's good to pace things as well, Mark. Uh, yes. When we came off, uh, for all the, the nighttime pints, Conor Moore kept saying, Night, show three starts now, show three yeah. starts now. And I was like, oh, Jesus, Ashton won't be happy with that. No, yeah. I can't. <laughs> show three can't stop now. It's yeah. now. Yeah. We need to a little, little gentle now, you know, whatever Ashton's working, now it starts now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a baby on the way as well. So, you know, it's, it's all about time and whenever, yes. in between feeds and that sort of thing. I was only talking to Ash there when you decided to go to the toilet when the show was starting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I timed everything fucking perfectly. So I had all three major things I was doing all at the one time. So I was uh, currently moving house, yeah. doing a live show and having a baby. <laughs> All within the same fucking time. Yeah, perfect. And you're going on holiday. I'm going on holiday as well in the middle of it all. In the middle of it, not like after it. In the middle of it, I'm going on holiday. Brilliant. And football championship and hurling championship approaching. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's all go. That's, it's all go. It's yeah. all go, yeah. yeah. So we're moving into a house, a bit of mm. personal housekeeping here. I'll share yes. my life mm. with you. I'm uh, moving into a house at the minute. Mm. So that's currently in a working process. Should be in it maybe next week. Uh, close to Garode. Yes. Growler, going to play the switch in our <laughs> evenings. Um, then going to Donegal Monday, and then the baby is now due in four weeks and six days is the due date. Wow, yeah. And I've been saying this to people when they ask or whatever, and a couple of you have been like, mine came six weeks early with no warning. Mine came 12 weeks early with no warning. Mine came eight weeks early with no warning. Basil was eight weeks, yeah. Yeah. I remember the size of MJ. 12, 12 was Basil, it? Basil Sorry. said eight, and then Eve said 12. There you go. Neve would know. Yeah, Neve would know better, I'd say. Jenny, yeah. Mike. I remember the size of MJ. I think he was only the size of a hand. Jesus. And now he's like, fine. Like, yeah, perfect. Was I telling you about going up there to... No, but it? yeah, go on. Ah, uh, lads, it was brilliant. It was just... I'm definitely going to call in to Basil for just a cup of tea in a, few, in a week or two, whatever. But... Uh, like he just has races with the children in the state and like different starting areas and they're, it's marked on the tarmac in chalk and they run and then he's and apparently he comes in with the, the children then right get your gloves on and then he's he does the he spars with them or whatever you do with that thing so mm. yes yeah um 
So Basil, Basil's genuinely a good person, like you know, oh. a professional boxer or whatever. But well, even he was saying the live show, mm. like he's just a good fucking person mm. behind it. Other than that, like you know, to work with mental health, to work with the boxing club, yeah. giving us a hand, sharing yeah. our stuff. Sam Ali's always singing his praises, yeah. sharing his stuff. He's just like a good fucking person. Yeah, Do you know, mental health. He is going to grow into a great. He's doing a FETAC course in um, in mental health to become a better speaker on mental health and more accredited and trained. Mm. So. He was telling me a few ideas he has now. It sounds very good, yeah. very promising. And sure, yeah. that's what he is, you know. He's yeah. fucking doing what he's supposed to do if he yeah. does that, you know. 100%. It's great. Mark, this is a beautiful time of the year, April. Mm. And the leaves are on the trees and... On the street. On the street as well. Yes. It's just... I Yes, Robbie Ireton. Yeah. Box coffee is back in Castletown. Box coffee Nature is, back is healing. Yeah. yeah. How do we do it wintertime? I just don't know how we do it. Ah, uh, I was only saying, like, when we went to Tenerife in December, like, it's a different fucking world. You're different. You're a different person when there's sun is shining. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, we do it wrong here, really. Yeah. How, how should we do it? Should we, like, just... Sun. All the time. So, just ask them to put on the sun. Yeah. To ask the government to put yeah, on put the on sun. Put on the sun, put yeah. Put on the sun, okay. please. Matty McGrath. <laughs> I put a deal Matty McGrath. Where is the sun? <laughs> Vincent Brown. <laughs> I was, uh, remember we were waiting for Fab in um, the complex. I was watching, I said I'd watch a few Pat Kenny videos <laughs> on YouTube. I just watching Pat Kenny getting given out to him <laughs> presenting live TV. I don't think anyone has ever had that many live call outs for being a bollocks on the telly. <laughs> and I don't really think Pat Kenny's that bad. <gasps> Yeah, you I see think, the soft side. I see, like, he's just doing his job, I suppose. I might be a bit overly strong in his opinions. He might be a bit more crack sometimes. It might, you know, people might be in favour of him if he's a bit more fun, but he doesn't deserve the fucking hardship he's gotten over the years. Right. Would you agree? Um, or would you be one? Yeah, I... Call Pat out. I don't know, I just, I don't... You have a strong loyalty to him built up through the furniture van radio days of, yes. like, he, he got you through it, you know. To me, to you, to Pat, you know, <laughs> that was it, like, you know. But, no, I, I don't really have a, a strong affinity to Pat Kenny, but, um, um, but I, I admire your dedication to him and you're, you're standing up yes. for Pat Kenny. Uh, and Ryan Tuberty got in a bit of trouble He did, misogyny. Recently. Mm. Misogyny. Mm. Yes, I am a Ryan Tuberty fan. No. Really. No, I... I I don't not like him, I just don't like him. Well, there, either, do you yes, know? He's, yes. he's, what's he? He's mild to me. <laughs> well, you were talking about him. He's mild, okay. <laughs> what was I said about mild the other day? Oh, yeah, I was a, uh, what, what is mild? What does mild mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you said it's fierce mild, and then I paused for a second. I was like, yeah, and then I was like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> you go, ah, it's kind of in between. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, nothing more talking about it. <laughs> uh, but Ryan Toberty asked a question that, I thought it was fair enough. I don't think it was, it was fair, but like at right. the same time, right? I yeah. think it's a symptomatic of late late show television. Like it's ten minutes, so we just need to get to a few talking points or whatever. Mm. Whereas when we do a podcast, well, I suppose we have a little bit of that because you're going to be a little bit scripted, mm. as Shane Byrne pointed out. But <laughs> at the same time, there's a bit more freedom and it's looser. So, yeah. like, w in what way was the guests going to benefit from the question asked? How old are you? I don't know. Yeah. And I know he was trying to say how skilled she is at portraying a teenage character, but like. That's like saying how skilled you are at pouring milk into porridge. Like, you know, it's not... I don't know. I didn't really get it. Uh, yeah. 
would you have rushed into now asking Shane Byrne, but how old were you when Brian O'Driscoll was playing and this sort of thing? We wouldn't have bothered asking. No, we wouldn't have bothered asking, but this is why, right, I think it, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. Right. So I'm not a woman age, probably for women is another issue. Um, I don't understand. I'm right, Any thoughts, so. Maeve? Maeve. Yeah, thank you, Maeve. Here. Thank you, Maeve. She's busy writing. Um, <laughs> well, like, she's playing a teenager in a show. Mm. I have no idea how old that lady is. Yeah, nor do so I. Is she a teenager? No, mm. Shane, we're not supposed to. <laughs> we're not supposed to know. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard her <laughs> <laughs> The truth doesn't care about her feelings um, or her age. Uh, yeah, but, like, if someone's playing a teenager in a show, are you a teenager, basically? I would have been interested yeah. in the answer to that question. Really? Yeah, just not because I care that much. It's like it's something mildly interesting on the late okay. day, which is exciting. Okay. So, yeah, it's fair enough. I would have, if it was a te group uh, show about the in-betweeners. Yes. You, how old are they? That'd be interesting no, no. enough to me. How old are the actors on that show? Are they teenagers? Yeah. Are they middle-aged men? Mm. Uh, have you watched, what's the show, Shane? The drugs and the sex and all. Breaking oh, Bad? Euphoria. No, I haven't. Have you not? No. I don't know Netflix, if you though? like it. There was an episode where they showed 36 penises in one episode. Oh, right. Uh, artistically. Artistically. Um, <laughs> Euphoria is good. It's interesting. But again, they got in trouble for sexualizing teenagers. Oh. We're not in trouble, but that was a complaint yeah. against the yeah, show. Sexualizing teenagers and glorifying, glorifying drug use. Yeah. Oh. Which they did very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 but... Uh, very good show. Uh, Drake is a producer on it. Oh. Uh, who done the music? Uh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Oh, wow. Music. Okay. Right. So it's a, it's a good show. You will never feel good after watching it. Mm. Especially for me, someone who's going to be a parent. Oh. Watching the way t teenagers are portrayed in that. Oh, right. But then you have to kind of separate that this is a show and this isn't mm. real life. And that's not what my teenagers were like. Mm. My teenagers were Michael Lawyer being dragged in the muck across the pitch mm. after football training, yes. uh, driving around in a car in Tesco car park. Mm. Uh, there was some nudity involved in that as well, yes, actually. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was so liberal in running very, across you're very, car you're parks. You're all hang out. I was actually, yeah. yeah I mean, a strong history of it. <laughs> uh, will we do the we'll reveal do of the Briar Tours text that we never did yes, on the show? Yes, we will. Uh, well, Bosco, Charlie McGuckin is an nerd, and Owen Malloy said, I bait the head off. Baza. So now Baz and Kendi. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the headlines for the <laughs> Charlie's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two lads uh, that were at the live show on Friday night were hurling in Wexford Park against Dublin on Saturday mm. afternoon. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Nice if thing. only the result was better. Yeah, if only the result was better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Look, just as well you didn't go down to it. Well, well, it did, actually. You did? Yeah. You yeah, did? Yeah. Yourself uh, and Connor? No, Ashton and I. Ashton. Ashton loves oh, the life Ashton sport. Yeah, she, it was your oh, sorry, decision. Oh, sorry, Maeve. Ashton's decision to go after she drank Yeah, she it. needed a break from writing, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, an Ashton. exciting finish. Yeah. Not it was more result. annoying that... Not to this, but just that... The Ashen was pointing out as well. Don't put this on me. <laughs> they didn't defend the puck out, so like you, we let them have the ball until yeah. the forty-five, and then off you go now. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting technique yeah. for trying to win a game. But, yes, but not blaming them. Just that's what Did happened. Did you watch Limerick and Waterford? We saw the last ten minutes of it. Sure, that's all you needed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two goals. Good yeah. finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, Limerick. <laughs> 
I, th- I it's a game I would have liked to be in that, but mm. I think Limerick were assured in how they still defeated them, like yeah. put them at arms end. Like I mean, you're not going to win a game when you haven't scored a point for the last twenty five minutes yeah, either. That's you know, mental. Yeah, no points in the last twenty five minutes, two mm. goals, but no points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They def- Limerick's so, defending was unbelievable at half-back yeah. line as well. Just any time they came close, just turned it over yeah. straight away. And a really interesting one in, you know, the whole thing of, in life as well, Gary V talks about you don't have to, you don't want to win a game 60-0, you want to win a game 60-40. So mm. like, even though um, they were winning at all, Limerick, Limerick shot woeful wides near the end. Like, mm. And it was just a case of just, their possession alone was worth more than then uh, then giving the ball to Waterford, you know, it was like yeah. it was it was worth something. Yeah, yeah. Gary V uh, pickleball aficionado. Yes, indeed. Pickleball, pickleball. Tuesdays. Stay tuned. Pickle- uh, <laughs> what is pickleball? It's kind of like squash, but squash, 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 squash. I think it's tennis. Shane, could you Google what pickleball is? Mm. Gary loves it. What was he playing? Who was he playing against? Phil? I think he's invested in it. He's invested it? in pickleball. Yeah, he's going to start mm. the World Cup or something. Is it? Did yeah. he buy the New York Jets or who's he wanting to buy? Not yet. I think that's. Well, I think we'd hear heard about oh, it yeah, if he is. Yeah, yeah. Because he's talked about it for years how we like to buy it more. Pickleball is a racket paddle, racket slash paddle sport that was created by combining elements of several other racket sports. Two or four players use solid paddles to hit a performerated. Uh, some sort of fucking ball. Uh, <laughs> much like a wiffle ball with 26 to 40 round holes. Mm. I got a picture of it on for this. Yes, very good. is big into it, all right. Your um, father used to play badminton with yeah. Reed's father. What? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I must ask him. Kevin Brown. Kevin? Kevin Brown. Brown. And was your father ever known as Pat Dwyer? Would he ever have gone um, by that? Possibly. Because him and himself and Siobhan were having a, a discussion over this the other day because he called him Pat and he's like, it's fucking Pudge. Yeah, we will. We will. Uh, yeah, because it's Patrick Martin. Yeah, so it could be. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts there, Mark? Uh, We've nothing to discuss. Have we any discussion points? No, Shane. Mm. Anything in the news? In the news. Worth discussing? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, no news today. Not sure. not, no news is good news. No, no news is good news. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny and. On the night there when Flood and Fab were doing the debate, like Fab had so much ammunition on Flood, like he's low, like texting people all day before. Oh, unreal. Yeah, he was showing me, he was texting Noel Morris, asking for dirt on Flood or whatever, yeah. and he was showing me, look at this now, he's look at this, look at this. He showed me, Noel has sent him a screenshot of his contact for James Flood, he has him down as James Heavy Rainwater. <laughs> But Fab is so fucking sharp, isn't he? Like, oh, he's like, James, stop. like, and he lives up the road for me, and he goes, no, he doesn't, he lives in Kilrush. Yeah. Anyway, knew exactly and where actually, he can, from your perspective, can we discuss, when he goes to Gassadown Goria and he lists out people's names, what happened there, Mark? <sighs> I was very lucky I had had this discussion with Fab beforehand. Before the show, he was getting, talking to me, and he was going, uh, so who are the lads now that have moved in from different clubs into Castletown? And he was listing them out, like, and people who've come in over the years, otherwise known as blow-ins is what he was calling them. And he came to the, the show live on stage, and he goes, sure, Castletown's full of, sure, all the lads on your team are all inbreds. <laughs> Got the word inbred and blow-in mixed up. So I interrupted him, I said, Fab, 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 hold on, hold on, before he, he was getting his fingers out to start listing the inbreds. So I said, Fab, you mean blow-ins? And he goes, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, blow-ins, blow-ins, and then he lists them all. He was about to call five or six lads from Castellon inbred in front of a live audience. <laughs> oh, but they'll definitely have a round two in them. Oh, half. And it's just so, 
it's brilliant because it's putting the light on characters. Yeah. Because like Flood and Fab are just being Flood and Fab there. Yes. And we're just saying, you know what? This is this is life. This is just you know, just just talk about Tato and King Crisp and then insult people and you know it's yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Often enough, I think like people who deserve a stage don't get one, and mm. people who are looking for a stage don't deserve one, and they get one. So them lads do like they they yeah. have interesting things to say like you yeah. know and uh, to give those that opportunity to display those people to yeah. people who might not know about them or whatever is fantastic i think yeah i couldn't agree That's more what I got from that yeah absolutely um george o'connor and i are having a good friendship at the moment Ooh. and um he was telling me some funny stories there lately what was it um no they've gone out of my head <laughs> but he's oh do you know what he was said i was saying how i was recalling how in in cool camps like back in the day mm. and He'd do this thing, and apparently only two people in the county were able to do it, and one of them was Conor MacDonald, mm. and he'd drop the ball and then catch it before it reaches the ground again. Right. And I was, I was just recalling how that incident happened, and we were all huddled around or whatever. Mm. He said, yeah, the thing about that, Michael, though, is hand-eye coordination is still something that can be coached. So what I didn't even realise that he was testing anti coordination there. And there's Conor MacDonald now, one of the top hurlers in the county. So it's just interesting how... In the country. Uh, well, county and country, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like to, yeah, I don't like to um, be too biased, but sure, I suppose mm. I am biased regardless, so, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. It's quite interesting how, like, as well, Conor MacDonald, when he was underage, like, two or three people would mark him. Yeah. And you think, like, that changes. No, he's no. now playing inter-county <laughs> hurling, and it's still, what do we do with Conor MacDonald? We put two or three on him. Yeah, and he still does well. <laughs> Yeah. He's because he's used to it. He's accustomed to it. Yeah. That's, that's the way it's always been. That's true. Imagine that's your whole playing career, right? I'm going to be marked by two or three lads. Yeah. <laughs> it's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's it, folks. That's it. it? Now. We'll Go call on. it a day. Go off in peace. Take care. Maeve's nearly finished another chapter here. Well, Lovely. Looking forward to the next book. Thank yeah. you, Maeve. Thanks, babe. Ta ta and farewell. Mm.